Hello, 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 hello! Welcome to AP Euro for Dummies, episode 6. It's been a while since I uploaded an episode, but we're here for episode 6 of AP Euro for Dummies, and we're going to be going through the Protestant Reformation and the Wars of Religion. We're going to end off right before the Catholic Reformation, and that'll be in next week's episode, or tomorrow's episode, depending on when I get this done. So, we're going to start with contextualizing the 16th and 17th century. So what happened before the Age of Reformation that might have an influence on it or help us contextualize it? Does the Age of Reformation help relate to a larger process? So the Italian Renaissance uh, contributed to challenging medieval ways of thinking. Secularism helped us focus on the worldly. Northern Renaissance helped Christian humanism. The printing press helped the sharing of ideas. And the new monarchies helped centralizing a state power. Now, the commercial revolution helped us focus on the worldly. So what happened during the Age of Reformation that might have an influence on it or help us contextualize it? So Lutheranism led to the peasant wars, Calvinism led to Huguenots, and Anabaptism led to Puritans, which was part of the Age of Reformation. So we have the French Wars of Religion, the Edict of Nantes, Thirty Years' War, the Peace of Westphalia, the Catholic Reformation, female education, the witch craze, mannerism, the printing press, Baroque art, and continuities in social norms. So now let's move on to the Protestant Reformation. So there were criticisms of the church and clerical immorality or the practices of breaking church rules. There's priestly ignorance, limited religious education, pluralism, simony, and nepotism. So simony, the practice of selling or purchasing religious positions, pluralism, the practice of holding multiple church offices, and nepotism, the practice of giving church position to relatives or family members. So now we have a timeline. Excuse me. There's a timeline with Luther going into Calvin. So 1492, Erasmus ordained a Catholic priest. 1507, Luther is ordained a Catholic priest. 1509, Erasmus wrote Praise of Folly in Latin. 1517, Luther published 95 Theses in Wittenberg. 1521, Luther refused to recant at Diet of Worms. 1522, Luther complete, uh, completed the German translation of the New Testament. 1524, the Peasant Wars begin. 1525, Calvin begins to study law in France. 1529, Luther publishes his Catechism. Circa 1530, Calvin converts to Protestantism. 1536, Calvin published Institutes of the Christian Religion. 1541, Calvin invited to Geneva. Let me just find the rest of it. Um, next was... Let's see, where's the rest of that? Uh, also in 1541, Calvin established the Consistory. In 1542, Calvin publishes his Catechism. In 1553, Servetus um, burned at the stake for heresy. And in 1564, John Calvin dies. So to continue the Protestant Reformation, we have the Bible, which provided all the rules everyone needed to follow. And it served as a law for the government and the church. We have the Institutes of the Christian Religion by Calvin. The year of publication was 1536. 
and it was a manual for the followers of John Calvin and other reformers. And we have the Geneva Catechism, which was published in the year 1542. And it was a question answer book designed for children to help them understand the teachings of faith. Now we have our Lutheran beliefs and practices. Uh, we have continuity. Uh, Catholicism and Lutherans. Catholicism, the Savior is Jesus Christ. Lutherans, the Savior is also Jesus Christ. The Holy Book for both is the Bible. Now for our change in our continuity and change over time, the authority of the Pope, Catholicism confirms and Lutherans deny. The sole authority, Catholicism, the Pope, Lutherans, the Bible. The clergy, Catholicism, church hierarchy, Lutherans, priesthood of all believers. Confessions of sins, Catholicism, through priests to God, and Lutherans, through prayer to God. The means of salvation, Catholicism, faith in good works, Lutherans, faith alone. And the place of worship, Catholicism, ornate churches, and Lutherans, simple churches. Now we're going to have the response to Lutheran beliefs and practices. We have the Peasants' War of 1525. The causes, crop failures, demand for social equality, acquisition of the commons by nobles, and new rents and duties. The role of Luther. Luther's religion, religious doctrine of a priesthood of all believers and his questioning of papal authority caused some peasants to question social and political hierarchy in the German states. And the outcome was the peasant armies fail. There was poor communication. The nobles had an, the nobles had a um, more the the peasants had an inferior military, and the nobles restore old order. And the and Luther's response is in against the murderous thieving hordes of peasants. Fifteen twenty five, Luther actively condemned the peasants' wars, referring to the rebels as hurtful and devilish. So now we have Catholicism and Calvinism continuity and change over time. The continuity, Catholicism, the savior of Catholicism and Calvinism is Jesus Christ. And the holy book of both is the Bible. Now the change, the authority of the Pope, Catholicism confirms, Calvinism denies. The sole authority, Catholicism says the Pope, Calvinism says the Bible. The clergy, Catholicism says church hierarchy, Calvinism says priesthood of all believers. Confessions of sin, continuity says through priesthood of God, Calvinism says through prayer to God and the place of worship, continuity, um, Catholicism, ornate churches and Calvinism, simple churches. Now here's one change from Luther. Salvation. Catholicism says faith in good works. Calvinism says predestination chosen by uh, predestination chose people. Well, predestination for chosen people. Now we have continuity with Lutherism and change from Lutherism. So continuity, the belief in simple places of worship, changes from Lutheranism, the belief in predestination. Continuity with Lutheranism, this is about Calvinism. The denial of the Pope's authority, change from Lutheranism. The city of Geneva recognized the Bible as supreme law. Continuity with Lutherism, the community of the faithful rather than a church hierarchy. Change from Lutheranism. The consistory punished violators of the church and state law. And here's a response to Protestantism. Anabaptism. So Anabaptism is established the belief in adult baptism and membership for adult believers only. The New Testament of the Bible was the source for all the rules for living. They shunned the world outside of their community. 
They met in homes instead of churches. They refused to hold government offices, and they refused to use weapons or fight in wars. And they were targeted by, Catholic, by Catholics and Protestants. So we still have the Protestant reform continues. The Protestant reform continues, continues. So we have the use of the printing press by religious reformers. Erasmus has works such as In Praise and Folly, 1509, and Julius Excluded from Heaven, 1514. They were mass produced on the printing press. Martin Luther's 95 Theses, 1517, were being printed around Germany for all to see and read within less than a month. Printers began publishing his German translation of the New Testament. John Calvin published political and religious texts such as Institutes of the Christian Religion and his sermons and encouraged his Christian followers to read the Bible for themselves, increasing literacy rates. And we have the wood carvings. Since most of Europeans were illiterate, wood carvings allowed critics of the Catholic Church to share their information via images. Now we have the War of Religion. Yay! We have religious persecution. Just checking. Yeah, we have wars of religion. Uh, religious persecution. Ooh, wait, we're not there yet. We've got the Protestant Reform continues. Another page. We have the town council, which established a Republican form of government and determined legislation, secular and religious law. The consistory included city, city pastors and lay people in Geneva, and they identified these members of society that broke the law. They carried out checks of people's homes, and if found committing a crime, the consistory reported offenders to the magistrate. Sounds like Harry Potter, doesn't it? Now we have prohibited activities. Missing service, wearing bright colors, gambling, swearing, adultery, witchcraft, prayers in Latin, and pilgrimages. And the punishment, execution for heretics, witchcraft, and murder. Banishment for witchcraft, adultery, Catholicism, and fraud. And some mild punishments were fines, imprisonment, public whipping, public recanting, and shares. Shares? Shares? Does that say shares? Stocks. That's what it says. Stocks. Sorry, I um wrote it a little too close together. Stocks. Now we have France Huguenots versus English Puritans. So the location is France for France Huguenots and England for English Puritans. The challenges for the France Huguenots were French monarchy and Catholic Church. The, for the uh, English Puritans, it was the English monarchy, monarchy and Catholic influences and demands. For French Huguenots, it was freedom of religion, reduced power and influence of the Catholic Church and more political rights. For the English Puritans, it was purified and reformed Anglican Church, removal of Catholics from England, and increased parliamentarian power. Now we're on the wars of religion. Sorry. The wars of religion. Religious persecution of Huguenots. Huguenots were French Calvinists. They represented 10% of the French population, or 2 million people. And they were a threat to Catholicism. Political mistreatment of Huguenots represented 40% of French nobility, and desired more political rights. So there's uncertainty in the French monarchy. In 1559, King Henry II dies at the age of 40. In 1560, King Francis II dies at the age of 16. And Henry III assumes the throne, the age of 11. Catherine de' Medici serves as regent and ruler. Now we have the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre of 1572. 
On the wedding day of Henry Navarre to Margaret of Valois, Catherine de Medici ordered the massacre of Huguenots. It started in Paris and spread to the countryside, and it's estimated that 30,000 Huguenots were killed. So now we have the War of the Three Henrys. Who? Position and views. Who? King Henry III. The position? King of France. Views. Catholic Royalists, supporters of Catherine. Who? Henry Navarre. Position. Heir to the throne. Views. Huguenot. Opposes Catherine. Henry of Guise. So who? Henry of Guise. Position. Wants to be heir. And views. Catholic Royalist. Supported by Spain. And the outcome of him? was uh, He was assassinated in 1588. So the outcome of the wars of religion was the Edict of Nantes and religious pluralism. Henry of Navarre crowned King Henry the Fourth, King Henry the Fourth, King of France. He converted to Catholicism, enacted the Edict of Nantes, allowed for religious pluralism. Henry of Navarre becomes politique, the stability of the state above all matters, political stability over religious conformity. From 1450 to 1648, religious, religion and politics intermingled in Europe, creating strife. In the French wars of religion, issues of religious reform were, were uh, exacerbated. Religious reform exacerbated conflicts between the monarchies and the nobility. With the Edict of Nantes in 1589, France allowed religious pluralism to maintain domestic peace. Now we have the Thirty Years' War. Causes of the Thirty Years' War. Religious motives. Peace of Augsburg, 1555, allowed German princes the power to, to settle, to select, to select their religion as either Protestant or Catholic. And Calvinist recognition, 1618, Calvinists demanded recognition as a religion because they were not. Political motives. Habsburg dynasty. The Habsburgs have been dominating, for, have been a dominant force in Europe for most of the 16th century. In 1556, Charles V divided the empire between the Spanish Habsburgs and the Austrian Habsburgs. The Spanish Habsburgs were weakened, revolting the Dutch independence movement, 1566 to 1581. The defeat of the Spanish Armada by England, 1588, and the cost of maintaining a global empire. The Austrian Habsburgs weakened. Consistent sieges by the Ottoman Empire, 1520 to 1597, Declining status of the Holy Roman Empire and loss of prestige to France. I can't tell if that says 1570. I might be incorrect. It might be 1570 to 1697. Um, if I can find my pencil, I might be able to figure it out. Um, I do believe it's 1570 to 1697. That makes more sense. 1570 to 1697. Declining status of the Holy Roman Empire and loss of prestige to France. So now we have the cycle. 1618, the Thirty Years' War began in Central Europe. 1618 to 1629. Austrians defeat Protestant forces and instill Catholicism in northern German states. They outlaw Calvinism and disband the Peace of Augsburg. Then, the Protestant king of Sweden, along with Dutch-English allies, restored Protestantism to northern German states. Then in 1648, with increasing involvement from France, the Austrians agreed to the Peace of Westphalia. Now we have the Peace of Westphalia, the reestablishment of religious pluralism. 
They restored the Edict of Augsburg and recognized Calvinism as a state religion, and they limited papal authority in the German states. Then we have the decline of Habsburgs. They increased the power of the local princes, uh, reduced the power of the Habsburgs, and continued the demise of the Holy Roman Empire. And in Western Europe, it ended with France emerging as a dominant force and acknowledged the United Provinces of the Netherlands as independent. So, we learned about continuity and change over the Protestant Reformation and the Wars of Religion. Next time, we will be talking about the Catholic Reformation and whatever comes after that. So, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and see you guys next time.